Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. And we're back. How we doing, Anna? Well, Todd, things are heating up. Ooh, yes, Nelson with the jalapeno poppers. Incredible. Ramirez comes in hot with a cheeseburger, patty, lettuce, tomatoes. Beautiful formation. Is he? <gasps> He's going for it. Ramirez grabs the Duke's mayo. <laughs> Look at it go. The twang. Anna, this is the best tailgate I've ever commentated on. Tailgate with twang. Get the official mayo of the tailgate. Duke's mayo today. It's the Custard TV Podcast, the one place on the web to get all the latest TV news, reviews and previews. Uh, Joining me on tonight's podcast, I have some special guests. Special medically, was what I was going for. (laughs) In the the form of Matt in the North. Hello. And Gary, who is slightly covered in caramel in the London area. No, there's no caramel, it's just milk chocolate. Because I'm rock and roll, we went into an Oxfam today. (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm quite rock and roll. This sounds awful, but I only went in there because they were selling off all the Easter eggs. Really? But, yeah. Yeah. And is that awful? I went into a charity shop because they were selling off Easter eggs and didn't buy them because I didn't like the look of them. Do they stock Easter eggs and this is what they're left over with? Oxford, or, I guess so. Or do I guess, they get given yeah. No, Oxfam yeah, have no, their I, own no. like, brand of chocolate. It was free trade. It was free trade, yeah. And I was like, I am not supporting free trade. That is not no. what I'm about. You're about no. limited trade. trade. This podcast know. is the only thing I give away for free. I've heard that you give your love away for free, but that's a rumour I'm not prepared to go into. If you come to a certain area on a certain evening... With a car. It's all about uh, the loot club. <laughs> you're uh, you'll you'll see this on Channel 4 in, in, in autumn. Yeah. The new <laughs> Dogging <laughs> tales. Yes. This time, it's personal. <laughs> Luke, Gary and Matt Talking telly On the Custard TV Podcast I can't imagine how many podcasts you've spoken about in sex box <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> you know what, every one. It's on my hard drive obviously You know what isn't well, Can you yeah. not use the face <laughs> hard and sex box Thank you, let's leave it at that yeah, uh, if in, I could if put it on a this pod- you if you want <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's either two and a half inch or six inch uh, You know the discs Two and a half men that you gave me last week wasn't what I was expecting it to be. (laughs) Right, some news then. Um, Some renewals to talk about. Uh, The last leg is to return. We sort of knew it for some election-based specials. And Bear Grylls, because there's not enough bear on the telly at the moment, is going to come back on ITV. I think Channel 4 might start a Bear Grylls channel, you know. They're doing some more Midsummer murders, I believe, as well, aren't they? But the two aren't linked. I'd love that, though, if, if it was Bear Grylls in Midsummer yeah, trying to survive. Yeah. And he's just there <laughs> yeah. with, like, the locals who, you know, are coming to a fair or something. But yeah. it's usually people who yeah. aren't from Midsummer, isn't it? Uh, who, are, yeah. who are there for some sort of event or something. So what, it's should, the what, what they Bear Grylls like... should do is, like, take eight people to an event in Midsummer. <laughs> yeah. And, and see which can survive the longest. A bit of 90s nostalgia coming your way as well. TFI Friday from Chris Evans. That's going to return on the 12th of June for a 90-minute special. 
and Zig and Zag from The Big Breakfast. They are to return in cartoon form on CBBC later next year. I think uh, it's a shame that we for... don't get the puppets, really. Well, it's budget, you know, it's quicker for someone to draw them. Yeah, Yeah, all the puppet budget has gone to Newsoids. Finally, more for are to air yet another Norwegian drama. I'm so sick of these. Um, I I, I know a little bit about this one. It's got Anna Friel in it. Does Anna Friel speak Norwegianist? Well, the drama, the drama is about um, Norwegian saboteurs in the Second World War in Nazi Germany. She's she's in it and she plays a supporting role. I don't know whether she yeah. speaks Norwegian or whether she plays a British agent or something. This is why we have yeah, Gary yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, for yeah, facts. Yeah, the facts. The facts. In, do you he's, want to know what it's he's... called in Norwegian? Kampen und Tungtvant. <laughs> no, sorry. Kampen <laughs> und Tungtvant. Gary. Yes. Cometh West. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, what, hold on, are you, what, are you flying the plane or something? What's going on? <laughs> Gary, go west. Go west, right, for, certainly. Firstly, a bit of news that HBO have renewed two of the shows that show over here on Sky Atlantic. First of all, the uh, excellent and, as Luke thinks, slightly better than the thick of it, Veep. Uh, if you read his article on the website where he bigs Veep up in a big way. Uh, and Silicon Valley, which is loosely kind of based on the internet craze of you know creating your own app uh, and your own thing like Facebook and stuff, isn't it? Um, I didn't really get it, to be honest. No, I watched about five or six of them. It was a bit... I don't know. I, I kind of felt like it was... It was trying it's to be... a bit insider But it was trying to be more of like a British sitcom. You know, all the action kind of took place in one room. And I don't yeah. know. I, I, I didn't quite get There's it. There's a whole episode on disabling cookies. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's what there that's wasn't. What Gary's but that would have been hilarious. Yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> certainly have been. Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> a few terabytes. Uh, and also in the end of the news, uh, Orange is the New Black will be back for series four on Netflix. I, I must give this one another go, but I'm afraid when I watched the first episode of the first series, I was kind of put off. Uh, but maybe I ought to persist. Um, have either of you two watched any of this? I've watched no. like four of them. Have you? But I was convinced that at some point I was going to start to like it. Yeah, but, but no. The tone is so weird. I know people who do. I've just, not, you know, I don't have Netflix. Uh, yeah, well, it's still 1999 in the yeah, north. Yeah, Well, that's true. Yeah, it's very soon you'll get. Um, we've just got. Can... We've just had Channel Five, so you know. You'll, you'll yeah, get, we, get, we've got a get... spike now. Can't, can't wait for PS2, can you? Now to reviews. Three shows to review. First off is Reckless. We previewed this one. Very short review. This is a very by-the-numbers law book, uh, law show. Uh, this is a poor man's... Um, uh, uh, memory? Yeah, a poor man's memory. <laughs> a a poor, poor man's <laughs> good wife, which I've now seen the whole first series of on Netflix, by the way. No way! I have. I've been waiting to tell you. I got it. I finally got, you, I finally got into it. When did you fit that in? And it's brilliant, Christ. isn't it? You just yeah. finally get into it. So, uh, when did you fit in an entire series of The Good Wife? When I was on holiday. What a holiday that must have been. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I can't go jet skiing like you. Reckless is a very paint-by-the-numbers uh, law show. They did a very poor job in setting up any of the characters. You don't have any empathy with any of them. You don't even know their names. They don't do that kind of what? introduction. They don't do that thing where there's a new person in the law firm and that new person gets introduced. You just go straight in and... I, I could see it was well made, but I wasn't particularly bothered. The second review is a brand new 
superhero type show also on Netflix, uh, as all the good shows it appears are at the moment. It's called Daredevil. Now, you may remember that about six, seven years ago, there was a bad film with Ben Affleck called Daredevil. He is a uh, Daredevil is a blind lawyer. Uh, and the superhero thing is that he relies upon his other senses to be super, you know, so he's got great Does hearing. that mean he can't see injustice? Indeed, yes. Very good, Luke. Oh, it's as if, that's a tagline. So you should write for the show, I think. Um, I nearly did. You nearly did. Uh, can I just say <laughs> yeah. that this is possibly the best superhero show I've seen ever. Is it, This is what I wanted Gotham to be. What about Super Ted? I don't count that. As it's Banana Man. <laughs> well, <laughs> again, those are excellent shows. I can't Super deny Gran. that. No, Super Grand. Super, yeah. Super Grand surely is a documentary, isn't it? This is slow, but not painfully slow. It builds... A bit like the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and fu- <laughs> funnier. Slow, um, but not painfully. I mean, basically, the situation is, is that he gets himself into all sorts of trouble... Because he's some sort of vigilante, you know, he's, he's saving women from slavery and prostitution. So, but as a lawyer, he takes an interest in, in difficult cases. Uh, it's just very, very good. I would highly recommend that you, you give the first episode a go. If you like the comic book genre and you just don't think that things take it seriously, this is serious. There is violence. There is good plotline. There's filled out characters. This is everything that I wanted something like Gotham to be. Neither one of you catching. I mean, I know Luke, you're not a Game of Thrones fan, are you? No. Uh, Matt, are you no, up to no. speed? Uh, no, or... I'm. I'm behind on this. I'm still fine still halfway through season four at the moment. Well, I... massive numbers on Sky Atlantic though yeah, overnight. Like at least one point five million for Sky Atlantic, which is incredible when you consider it's a pay-for channel on a pay-for service. No, this you can is get a it serious... on Sky. You can't get this it on Virgin. This is a serious Media. question. Yeah. This is a serious question. I'm going to ask Gary that Matt will probably laugh at. Ah. Did you struggle with the leak? No, I'm happy to wait from Sunday night to Monday night to watch it. Yeah. I just ignored it. No, I'm not going to go out there and try and find the three episodes online. I don't think I'll have any more or less enjoyment of the show by waiting till next week. Say a no, lot of people say were no disappointed, though, because there was no deaths. There were. People there were, want deaths now, well, there, I, Not to spoil it, there were two deaths in the first episode. But no, so, bizarrely, deaths. not just... Not to yeah. spoil it for anyone listening, there are going to be two deaths during this podcast. Not ours, just two just random two, yeah, people we picked. Is it, is it, is it the law like of that? averages, then yes. Is it, is it kind of like <laughs> that thing, like, if I, whenever I click my fingers, a child dies? Well, stop yeah. clicking your flipping fingers, yeah. then! 36 people have died during uh, Gary Goes West yeah. this week. Mostly <laughs> that's mostly, I was going to say, that's mostly carrying my baggage, but uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, Okay, so the first episode going through, I think I, I got very much involved in the hype. I watched the half-hour program beforehand where they interviewed with the stars. I watched the, yeah. the throne cast with Sue Perkins. Uh, it's, it's a, a wonder you have time for your day job. It really is. Well, I tend to sleep a lot during the day. Don't worry about it. No, that's... Well, if you're listening, <laughs> that's it. It's a joke. Day. Very, very hard. Some previews very quickly. Um, Silicon Valley will be mentioned. That second series, it's been renewed for a third, but the second series will be shown on Sky Atlantic on Monday the 20th of April at 10pm. The Goldbergs uh, is a new comedy, family comedy. I've heard good things about this. Yes, some of the Have previews I've seen. Isn't it set in the 80s as well? That's right, yes. The big one. Well, that's Monday night at 7.30. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. the time of it gives you some idea that it's going to be quite light. The big one uh, that we're all looking forward to. Uh, and, and this will be reviewed by every member of the podcast next week. Are you going Finally. to watch it, Gary? 
Finally, Luke, yes, of course. Luke's already I, seen it. I've seen it, Gary. Oh, finally. I am no longer a Jane the Virgin Virgin. <laughs> if I watch it on Virgin, how does that complicate it? <laughs> well, you just, you're ever so clean. <laughs> uh, Jane the Virgin comes to E4 on Wednesday the 22nd of April at 9pm. The next night, uh, we get a new drama series on Sky Living called Madam Secretary. This stars Tia Leone as... Uh, is she either a presidential candidate or... She's a school secretary. She's a school secretary. <laughs> I got that wrong. <laughs> Doesn't she work, then work for the CIA and become the secretary of state? Yes. That's... Yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. there was something... <laughs> That starts on Sky Living. She's a secretary in Daredevil's Law Office. Yeah, I thought she was just like, you know, could type really fast. And And that therefore brings an end to the Gary Goes West feature. Hi, thank you. Okay, some reviews. Matt's been all over Women on an Island this week. (laughs) Yes. Um, Stalking his prey. (laughs) We talked last week about the uh, men's island uh, bag reels. This w- this one uh, was the women's island, and I thought going in it would be sort of very similar. You know, there's not a lot they can do differently, but I found it to be, you know, very different in a way if you sort of play, compare, and contrast with it. Basically, I, I was fascinated by the fact that they still, by the end of episode one, not all of their number had reached the beach yet, whereas the men got there yeah. straight at, you know, on the first night, didn't they? The women were... It's amazing the difference a tom-tom can make, <laughs> I think. Um, uh, but as well, I, I misogynistically predicted that the women would be each, at each other's throats, but in fact, mm. it was the opposite. The men were a lot... There was, there the was, men one, were a there lot was one moment. Yeah, I mean, but that was the girl... Was that with the girl who left? Or no, no, that was when they were getting a bit yeah. emotional, wasn't it? Like, yeah. But again, it wasn't like a massive row. I mean, those two men, the, the builders, had massive mm. rows in that first episode. There was one woman who left it, that ditzy hairdresser woman. There was moments in this I felt gen- they were in genuine danger yeah. and peril. Yeah, no, I... When they went, when they went searching with no for the water. beach... With no water. Yeah. Heading in the wrong direction mm. and ending up back where they yeah, left. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, no, was that when they were going to find the others? Yeah. When they'd gone to the well, beach? Yeah, they couldn't find, yeah. they couldn't find the others yeah. to get back. Yeah, and there was ones feeling faint mm. and ones, you know... Yeah. The general impression I got was that the women were really sort of determined to prove that women could do this, whereas the men were quite complacent. You know, this was like, we need as women, we need to prove that we're as strong as the men. You know, they were more intelligent in their thinking, almost to the almost sort of to their detriment. The men were quite decisive and all wanted to be the leader, whereas you say, but they were very good at working together. No. I, so, I mean, but I couldn't believe how bitten up that one girl got. I mean, you literally couldn't was see this the girl who left? her skin. Yeah, from from mosquito bites or, or sandfly bites or whatever they turned out to be. Obviously, you're going to compare and contrast them because that's obviously why they've done a men's island and a women's island. Yeah. I'm currently, well, just before we did this, I was watching last night's island, and I still find the men's island really frustrating mm. and annoying as a watch, but I found the women's island more compelling. I agree, I yeah. Sort of with that them. would be the one that I'd stick with. I don't think I'll be watching the men's one again. 
Also, who told them to go in the rainy season? Bizarre. Uh, Gary? Yeah? While uh, Matt has been all over the ladies, you've been a ninja warrior. Indeed, I've got my black pyjamas out and done some moves. This show is part of ITV's <laughs> big Saturday night, isn't it? This is Super Saturday. Super, Super Saturday. Saturday. Super Saturday. This yeah. is hosted by Ben Shepard and one of JLS's women. Is that right? Oh, no, Rochelle one of the Saturdays. Michelle Hume. That's it. Yeah, she was yeah. in the Saturdays. She... That's why it's called Super Saturday. Ah, right. It's referring purely to Rochelle Humes. Indeed, and her brilliant, not the other interviewing skills. This show really is mostly based on Chris Kamara, who is the world's (laughs) laughiest and smiliest man. Basically, the reason they made this show was to make Chris Kamara laugh live on television a lot. It's a kind of Takeshi's Castle. Um, what was the thing on BBC that we said it was similar wipeout, to? Wipeout. 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 It's a it's a course. It's a sort of a course that requires you to be like a mix between an athlete and a base jumper, and with good good strong. I noticed that one of the things that was very interesting was that only one woman managed to complete the course, which meant that it was much more reliant on upper body strength. Um, where and women... she was on the show longer than Blooming Rochelle Humes was. Rochelle well, Humes was right, yes. hardly on this. It was almost a bit like the Krypton Factor if every round was the obstacle course round. Yeah. But it was very, very repetitive. And um, as well, there were some elements of gladiators, I think, with the foam fingers. Yeah, definitely, definitely I was, got a bit of gladiators. And also, course. as you say, Chris Kamara, you know, Gladiators was hosted originally by... Uh, Fash. I get the impression that originally this was going to be Rochelle and Chris Kamara and they sort of drafted in Ben Shepard because I don't think the um... dynamic... Because, you know, like on Wipeout, it's it's Hammond and it's... Oh, then um, you've got, yeah, yeah. But Hammond's a happen, Hammond's yeah. a commentator. Yeah, but that's what that, that's what Kamara does on this, isn't he? he com- yeah, he's okay. kind. Of, it's almost like a football commentary, yeah. you know. And he's the colour commentator, and Ben Shepherd does the play-by-play. I mean, it wasn't bad, as you said. Maybe it went a bit long, and it was yeah. a bit repetitive. I mean, I, and early on, I was very worried that no one was going to finish. The no, course. no. I really got into it. You know, I I didn't really. Yeah. I didn't get the sort of preamble, but by the end, you know, I think there a lot of it much is... There preamble. They no, didn't a lot really of it go is, through the course. A lot of it is to do with the audience, I think, as well. Yeah. They sort of get you into it, I think. And it's it's a good sort of warm-up to the main event on a Saturday night. It's the show I, they I want. It's the show surprised. they got. You know, like Gladiators yeah. was sort of the warm-up to... Whatever, like Blind Date, date. yeah. yeah. I, I think this worked well. As you say, it was on at the right time. It could have been a little bit shorter. I think an hour. Was, was it an hour? Mm. I think it was an hour. It could have been 40 minutes and that probably would have been better. But overall, considering the other stuff we've had on ICV over the years, and we'll come to some of that later, I thought it was pretty good. So a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now, I went to the Britain's Got Talent auditions in Birmingham. Basically, what I took away from going as an audience member several things a when you're there you are very aware they are making a tv show so before the judges come out for the first time there's a great warm-up guy who for the camera's sake gets the audience to, to stand up in a standing ovation clap a lot boo you know all those standard noises that you hear on Britain's Got Talent, so you're you're instantly aware that you're making a TV that they're making a TV show. However, when the acts are on stage, you find yourself annoyingly for me 
transforming into those people in the audience that we usually hate as a viewer, going, oh, give him another chance, you didn't give him a second go. And you do find yourself becoming one of those people when you're in that audience and that environment, because you are aware... Uh, when you're watching them on the stage, that, that of their vulnerability, which perhaps you don't see at all as a viewer at home. You just see them as the next person on the stage. As far as what I saw that was on the opener on Saturday, I saw the choir from Wales who took 30 minutes to gather on stage. It was, a, it was like the whole of Wales had come to sing in that choir. And the woman who who was basically a double jointed person who oh, that still made me feel a, still made me feel a bit ill. So that was my experience with Britain's Got Talent. I expected sort of interaction between acts with the judges, perhaps they would have a laugh with the audience or whatever. There was none of that. It was virtually one on, one off, one on, one off sort of thing. But it was an entertaining afternoon. I enjoyed it. As far as what it shaped up as as a first episode, Gary, you only lasted twenty minutes. Was there a reason yeah. for that? I, I don't know. I, did, I didn't think there was anything particularly new. I, I'm not a big um, Britain's Got Talent fan. I have watched some series, but I've not watched every episode. I mean, like, I found the, 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 to- the, the, to- the comb tooth guy, the comb guy at the beginning, a little yeah. bit obvious and planted, like, oh, yeah, Simon's going to hate it, he's going to press the other buzzers, and therefore then the other three are all going to put him through. I don't know, I just, didn't, I just didn't get into it. I don't think it was a bad show. I just don't think I was in the right frame of mind to watch it. Uh, I've written a piece that's on the website now. You can have a peruse whenever you feel like it. I've said that I really enjoy Britain's Got Talent and that it's it's good fun and it's unlike most talent shows because in the early stages uh, that it doesn't take itself too seriously. And I sort of wish there was a way where it could all be the audition phases yeah. and then not have that that sort of long week where I don't it mind becomes that. more serious. I think it knows. I think the thing with Britain's Got Talent is that it knows when to stop. You know, you get like the six yeah. six audition shows, then you get the week, and then that's it. And I think yeah. that's one of its it strengths. Doesn't, it doesn't draw it yeah. out like other uh, Yeah, like yeah. X Factor and stuff. That's one of its strengths. Yeah. I agree with some of what Gary said. I think you do now yeah. get the obvious, like the, the last act, those, you know, those women who I, were I very... Use, I wouldn't use the comb as an example. No, 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 no. I was going to say the, the act at the end, the ruby red, yeah. you know... They came on, they did their, like, little sort of cleaning thing. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, Far from normal. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And as soon also, as I saw... you know any act yeah. that's going to end uh, the as show soon as is going to be a good one. Them, I was like, you know, they're going to take the clothes off, aren't they? Look, look yeah. what they're wearing. One thing I will say, and you know, it links into what you just said, is that I, you know, you've got to give praise to the editors because they edit that show so so well. 
it's so slickly edited so it's slick yeah for all the you know really talented welsh choirs and free jumpers and contortionists yeah. and talking dogs and talking dogs yeah, the one thing that we're going to remember from this episode is ant being attacked by that dog that kept going I, for him that, i played it back it was hilarious it was so I so funny i just couldn't stop laughing at it. and gary you probably I, tuned off well no i haven't get i haven't that seen stage. That. i saw the stuff is there something about rspco was that a load of rubbish there is a ventriloquist act that uses his real life pet dog and there has been I suppose expected complaints from people saying it's animal cruelty and thing. I think it's ridiculous, but each to their own. So yeah, Britain's Got Talent is back. I actually enjoyed it far more than I think I did last year. Last well, year, I think of last, last year. I'll just say this as well because the last two years I've been to the sort of premiere screening and they always sort of pack it top heavy. The first episode, the last two years, I've had not only the winner in the first episode but also the runner-up. There didn't seem to me to be a, like a massive contender in this first episode. I can't see the choir winning. I can't see no. the young lad who Simon put through winning. Was there any acts that you thought could be, you know, final contenders? You know, in oh, the final I think five I or... think the choir could be in the final. I think yeah. I, I think final I think the singer time. guy, you know, he's talented and the and the the women will like him, so they'll probably. Yeah. The problem is, whenever they get a singer on Britain's Got Talent, you're thinking, why aren't you in the X Factor? Yeah. You know, unless that, you know, and, and yeah. like Paul Potts won Britain's Got Talent, didn't he? But yeah. would he yeah. would he have ever won the X Factor? No, no, probably not. No, no but like, not. I mean, there are certain acts who could have done. You know, they always have a couple of sort of acts that could be on either. And I mean, for example, you had that girl who fronted that band that ran Britain's Got Talent and then was on the X Factor oh, last yeah. Oh, she was Stephanie, horrendous. Stephanie something, wasn't it? Stephanie, Stephanie Noll. Um, Britain's Got Talent then continues uh, on Super Saturday on ITV. So, so far, we've had somewhat praise for Ninja Warrior, a bit of praise for Britain's Got Talent, but where do we stand on the final of the Super Saturday trilogy? Play to the whistle, Gary. <laughs> I didn't think this was that bad. I didn't have any expectations for this show. I think we all said, oh, it's, they think it's all over and, you know, Holly Willoughby... Holly, I've got to stop calling it. It's Holly Willoughby. I'm not using the other name. Yes. Um, yeah. What, well, Steve? Yeah, Steve. There's no point in that. <laughs> she was actually quite good. The only thing is, mm. there was a few... The, the games weren't that interesting. No. The quiz element was okay. It did seem more of almost like a chat show formula. But then that wasn't that bad. And actually, you know, they got the right kind of guests. The only thing that I did think that was a bit unnecessary, why do you have to have six people on the panels and then Sean yeah. Walsh up on the chair? Sean Walsh is you a very never good need comedian. Sean Walsh. No, in, I think he was quite good. Any he could have just been he could have just been on and one of the two. He's got one too many ends on the end of his name. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's always I, a sign I thought of something. there was good banter between Ramesh Ranganathan and um, uh, the other guy. We have to get him on the podcast. <laughs> we have promoted him week after week. <laughs> Brad, after Bradley week. Walsh was pretty good, actually. Bradley Walsh was probably the best one out of the lot. What I, what uh, I would say... Because he, he poked fun at himself and the yeah. others in equal what measure. What I would say, Gary, I, I'm going to have to sort of disagree with you here. Holly Willoughby, I, I didn't enjoy her on this. I thought she was totally wrong for it. I thought, you know, the, all the scripted lines that they'd given her at the start, I thought mm-hmm. she didn't deliver them that well. It wasn't believable coming from her. I think, as you said about Bradley Walsh, if they had had Bradley Walsh hosting it and then had Jimmy Bullard, yeah. who was on the show, but was like a sort of extra yeah, again, guy who he came was on, have him as a team captain in Bradley yep. Walsh's place. It would be more laddie, but I think, you know, it's not a macho show, Britain's Got Talent, whereas this could have been. 
But I, yeah. I don't understand, apart from her being like, you know, one of ITV's big names, why Holly Willoughby was hosting this, because I think for me, she sort of spoiled the tone. The games didn't last long enough, I don't think. You know, no. we were over in sort of this, a... This, this was not, they think it's all over, no. this was not question of sport. This no. was this was very different. The games were very yeah. unsporting Yeah, as you say as well, they were, with a better host, like with a Bradley Walsh, that sort of first five-minute yeah. preamble, as you said, that was a chat show, I think it could have been handled better. I think Holly Willoughby was wrong for it, and I don't think... After this run, it's going to be something that will come back for future series. No, but I, I think if the you're only judging reason only that... from social media, then then yeah, Ninja no. Warrior and Britain's Got a Talent did well yeah. and played to the whistle. People thought. I, I suppose the thing is, I had such low expectations of ITV's ability to do this. Actually, they kind of did okay in comparison to how bad I thought it would be. Preamble on on Tatao. Okay. Uh, I listened to the Radio Five uh, TV reviews on Tuesday. It's good listen. And they had the writer off to Tao on, and then they had the TV reviewers sat next to him. And basically, to Tao, which is probably most likely the way things are going now, going to be the last drama on, on BBC3 as a TV channel and not a web channel. Basically, somebody went to the writer, basically said to him, we'd like something to be set in the Cook Islands for BBC3. Could you write something? And if you write it quick enough... We're also filming a documentary out there at the moment so you could get a, a small uh, cast together and film a little taster for us and see if we like it. Uh, they did that, the people loved it, and Tatao was born. Matt, how did you feel I, about Tatao? I mean, I'll, I'll just do a quick sort of preamble of the plot. This was uh, about two British backpackers, Budgie and Kyle, I think the other one was called. Mm. who are, as Luke mentioned, uh, on the Cook Islands. You know, they're, they're out for a laugh. One of them's had a sort of fling with one of the local girls. They try like a... Basically ha- Gary's life, a, I'm telling A this. hallucinogenic drink, and uh, Kyle then sort of sees a girl who looks like she's in danger, sees her again later on while he's snorkelling. But then at the end, there's a sort of twist, and it turns out that, you know, what he's seen hasn't actually happened yet, and it's got something to do with his tattoo. One of my problems with it was that at 40 minutes was a bit too short. I know that it's 40 minutes because it's sort of been sold to other countries. BBC America, I think, have co-produced it, and there's New Zealand company as well. But I just think 40 minutes, you can't sort of get to know the characters and introduce a plot which is... You know, it is a bit far-fetched. Another problem was Joe Layton as Kyle. Like, I thought a more experienced actor, like we had Theo Bartland Biggs as Budgie, and I thought he was good, and I liked the story they had there with him being in debt at home. The the actual direction of it, the, the setting, was very sort of unique. The story was very unique. It makes a change from all the sort of police and, and medical dramas we've mm. been watching to watch something like this. And And it certainly intrigued me enough to... Watch episode two. That ending was very sort of intriguing. I want to know how how long Gary lasted. It's a, it's a weekly feature. Uh, what are your bets? I don't think you finished this. I don't think you did either. It lasted fifteen twenty minutes, and then I just realised this isn't as good as in the flesh. Why have they bothered? Why, if you're shutting down the station, would you not have another I think series Luke just of in the flesh? Explained it. No, I know, yes. but I, and I understand the premise of why they've done it, but I just don't understand and it. And it's easy, and they've sold it to several other countries as well. I think it's an yeah. easy sell. It's all about the easy mm. sell now. It's a shame. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. the, the writer's last name. It starts name. with a Z, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes, and it goes on from yeah. there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you 
me to look it up and give it a go. It's got. You could try it's it. The right, oh, is oh, it the writer yeah. of Tata? Yeah. Tata. If you could spell Tata, that'd be a start. My thoughts on this. I just. I didn't believe it. I didn't really care one way or another what was happening. Did like the setting for some reason. As the uh, budgie character mentioned at one point, that it was more sort of like Wicker Man, you know, all these people, you know, there's a very sort of strong Christian society on the island, and it's all sort of, you know, they are the outsiders. They, yeah. it's, I liked yeah, it. I, I like that yeah, sort of element of that. the sort of, you know, the, the supernatural element is provided by the fact that they are in this strange land where there's this, yeah. there is sort of a cover up going on. I thought there was definitely enough promise for me. I didn't me. connect with it. I, of... I agree with you to an extent about the characters, but I thought the story was strong enough. It's just a bit different from, you know, watching police investigations week after week. Oh, absolutely, right. no, absolutely. It's something absolutely. different, and I think, you know, it's worth yeah. a second go around. Certainly for me, I'm going to give it another shot, but you're obviously not. Yeah. Gary, did you get any further with pronouncing yes. the writer of Tatao's name? I can confirm. First of all, it's Richard. That was the easy bit. Uh, and yeah, the second I've is got there. Zajlik. I don't know if that's right or not, but we'll it's closer that. than I was yeah. going to get. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the final thing we're going to discuss tonight is... Well, no, hold ITV. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. We need to discuss uh, the abomination that was Newsoids as well, because I did end up watching it. I watched that as I... well. So, Go on, then. Okay. Think of Spitting Image. Think of it being not very funny. Think... Think of it being the same comedy voices that you've heard for the last five years doing impressions. Okay. Think mm. of it being not very entertaining and bad, wasn't it? I mean, if, this, if the election wasn't on, they wouldn't have had any material. I mean, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you. I think it had more promise. The Andy Murray stuff was good, but apart from that, I think what it felt like to me was that they went, What's the, what, what are the stories this week? Let's try and, and base a joke around it and then... You know, just see if it yeah. sticks. You're never going to get a spitting image because spitting image was like a cult sort of thing, whereas this yeah. is on. I, I really, but I wasn't, know, looking, I wasn't looking for spitting image. I was just no. looking for something different. Yeah, I think I I enjoyed this more than I, I think. Maybe this is what you were like with play it to the whistle. I think I didn't go in with high expectations. Fair enough. I thought there was a couple of good sketches. And I think there's enough promise on this one. Whereas Spitting Image was very, very sort of close to the bone on their political things. All yeah. the sort of cheap shots that they took at the lead, the main party leaders. Weren't, it wasn't anything new, I don't think. And I just, I, 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 I think, it, if anything, it wasn't bad. It was just sort of, you know, very mediocre. Yeah, mediocre. It's, it's what it was. So this is the delivery man. This is the uh, new uh, sitcom, High on the Sit, uh, short on the com. Uh, yeah, a lot of people were sat down during it. Yeah, um, well, a lot of people probably got up and walked out. Set in a, um, oh, I can't even say it now. It's anti antenatal ward. Yeah, um, yeah. And... It's not pronatal. No, no. I was, just... <laughs> I was thinking of the right word. To say <laughs> well, it's fairly pronatal, but yeah, not anti. Um, well, yeah. yeah, and it stars Darren Boyd as Matthew, a sort of newly qualified male midwife. And I think the central gag in this is, oh no, there's a man as a midwife, and midwife midwifery is a female-centric position. How will he cope? That if it was the other way around, if this was a sitcom about a ma- a woman in a sort of man's world, like yeah. a say like fire station or something like that you know she was yeah. struggling 
to handle the hose. You know, she did like a cat, a cat up, <laughs> a cat up a tree. You know, attacked yeah. her. Role reversal sexism. Yeah, yeah, doesn't, yeah. Doesn't that mean it's would not sexism. be. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The only joke that I laughed at was the one about Claire's accessories. I think everything else. You know, they squandered really good actors as Faye Ripley was in this, Alex McQueen was in this. I, I've got yeah. no idea why they thought Paddy McGuinness in this would be a good idea. Well, um, I think I think for me, Paddy McGuinness was just playing himself mm, mm, as on, yeah. on, on, on camera, so I didn't think there was much really to do with that. I also think the other thing that was particularly wrong with it was it, it was playing for laughs, but then it forgot to actually do anything humorous. We're talking about a teenage pregnancy and the fact that the mother doesn't want the father to know the parents because they might beat him up. There was an angle but about a lot of it racial, very, abu- very potential old, racial yeah. abuse. It was like... Yeah. Old, I didn't need to see the guy yeah. being brought in for HR meeting because he might the mouth. Suppre- yeah, and it's like, that's a bit too close to like, you know, I work in the NHS. That's the sort of thing that does end up going through the, for a dis- The main like, gag felt like, felt like something from the 1970s where the, you know, yeah. the young teenage father was hiding in the trolley, then he was hiding under the bed. You know, it was yeah. very, very fast. It was old school fast. There wasn't anything... When yeah. you think this comes from the people who gave you Green Wing, which was very sort of forward thinking, very surreal, and then you have this, and I think as well that this ITV what... may have been water- watered it down from yes. maybe what the writers originally this what, thought. This is what Green Wing would have been if it had been on ITV at eight thirty, not Channel or, or Four or nine thirty. Well, I was watching it on ITV minus one. Sorry. <laughs> haven't, you got, haven't you got that channel? That was a better joke than anything that was in the delivery. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't better that. We'll no. just move on. Yeah. Okay, run us through the previews. I'll preview Safe House because I went to the screening yeah. of this one. Oh, Matt's, Matt's been to been another screen. screen. There we, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Is that how you say it? <laughs> uh, this is Safe House, the new, the latest ITV crime drama, and Michael Crompton's attempt to be on as many Monday nights as, as physically possible, having just yeah, given as, as, code, can. as code of a killer, and now bring us a four-part drama. This stars Christopher Eccleston as a sort of former detective who wants to settle down and, and run a nice country B&B in the Lake District and, and do some furious swimming. But then uh, his, his old boss says, you know, this, this would make a nice safe house. Do you want to run a safe house? And then, oh, we need a family who's, who's got need a safe house. So it's all very convenient. We'll talk about it more next week. But yeah, Safe House 9pm uh, ITV Monday night. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to sort of cloud anyone's judgment of it. So You've already done that to me. Well, apart from you, you don't count. On, on Tuesday, you can watch the new topical comedy Ballot Monkeys. This has got Ben Miller as a coalition-weary Lib Dem candidate. It's got Kevin Sturridge, Sarah Hadland, Kate Standen, and Hugh Dennis. Uh, and it's written. Should say these names are all written down. That's why he's got them <laughs> on my hand. One by on the back one of my two. hand, I've written them. Uh, and it's created by Andy Hamilton and Guy Jenkins, who were dropped the who created Drop Dead Donkey. So, and I think as we said, it does feature a drop in at the end of each show, doesn't it? Mm. Which is very up to date. Well, I so... think throughout the show. Oh really? They've than, done it throughout. Rather than like Drop the Dead Donkey, where it was all at the end on the end credits, right. wasn't it? This I think they're leaving yeah. gaps throughout. Right. That's what I read on the press release. So interesting. I, I, I think I think it's quite good timing. Obviously, people, you know, there's a lot with mean, the last leg of doing. Well, that's why it's specials. on, isn't it? That's why it's I on. I think I think isn't Frankie Boyle doing some sort of political special on the, on the on the iPlayer? Jack player. has got something on as well as that's it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's worthwhile. So yeah, I'll definitely give that a go. Thursday. Uh, w one eight 
is on Thursday at 9 o'clock. It's a hour-long special of the show that you may have seen last year using the characters from 2012. Hugh Bonneville reprises his role as Ian Fletcher, but he's now head of the BBC. But there's a, it's very topical. There's a lot of mentions of Clarkson. There's a royal visit. And out, I enjoyed it, but an hour seems quite long. It's going this. back and down not to half an hour, hours, aren't they? Yeah. It does go back down to half an hour next week, but there's an hour slot to fill on Thursday. It Didn't I read that they cut long. the clocks and bits out or something? Didn't I read? Yeah, that no, they no, they've them edited now? them per. No, they've edited them purposefully. Yeah, haven't they like right. blanked yeah. his name out? Yeah, like, they blanked his name out on purpose. Oh, not, I see. As a joke, not. Um, so, yeah, it feels a bit long. It's still funny. There are still bits of it. I still think it's very insidery, and it's not for your average comedy viewer because it is very TV insider sort of thing, but it's okay. An hour just, just stretches out the premise a bit too much. It is time to use a phrase I'm so looking forward to saying. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll do our Twitter handles and things, and then we'll move on because Gary is about to periscope live and that's I'm going to take, take, take the headphones out are we okay. watching so that... yes we're yeah, yeah, yeah. you just have to I'm going to take this out so the, Twitter, the viewers the viewers of the periscope can understand the song I'm singing I'm using lyrics and I'm singing along to the YouTube video because it's not one I'm particularly I am on familiar Twitter with now. But... okay so just watch for Gary's okay. timeline to okay, sort of well tell well you that he's doing so, so right, do, do the, do Twitter the... timelines I'm at Luke Custard TV Matt is at Matt's TV Bites. Gary is at The Gary Show. And we're on Facebook as well. We'd love the likes. Facebook.com forward slash The Custard TV. And you can download this podcast from the website, TheCustardTV.com. And you can subscribe now on iTunes. iTunes and get Give us a five-star review. Five-star review. Yeah, we need some, please, please, please. Other people who've listened to this podcast in the past know I don't normally race through that section but I am unbelievably, uncontrollably excited about what is about to happen. So, let's go live to the London area. Okay. You two need to, to, to not to be shush, but you need to, you need to write. Here we go. Are you? Uh, I, I can't see it. No, you. in the house in full effect. That's right. See Is that it? They all love me. They all love me. Them girls, the girls, they all love me. They all love me. They all love me. Them girls, the girls, they all love me. They all love me. They all love me. Them girls, the girls, they all love me. They all love me. Them girls, the girls, they all love me. They all love me. They all love me. Them girls, the girls, they all love me. They all love me. They all love me. Them girls, the girls, they all love me. They all love me. They all love me. Them girls, the girls, they all love me. They all love me. They all love me. Them girls, the girls, they all love me. I'm having a breakdown. We go by the name of I'm posting y'all and the dance of styly, winding and reeling and pumping and jumping. Mash up the place right. in a slow motion. <laughs> you must the sound of a rumbling bass. Gotta waste the place. In your face! I'm worried it's not stopping. <laughs> it's a oh, bit... God. It's lagging on Periscope, isn't it? Yeah, it lags Hi. on there. I suppose it would be. That was fantastic. You can uh, hear it and not see it. But yeah, Periscope is a... Explain what it is, because it's a new fad, isn't it's, it, Periscope? It's, it's an app that's linked with Twitter. So if you think of Vine is that you can shoot seven-second videos, Periscope yeah. is live streaming, and you can link it to your Twitter. So I suppose it's like, Twitter, it's like Twitter video, 
yeah. that you can get like you can get Twitter Twitter pictures, you know. Um, and I think the thing that's just taken off is the fact that it's just another way for people to do their own, be, be creative, get their things out there. I mean, we, we've we've sing zig and zag, sing zig and zag. Yeah, I've already gained the podcast a few listeners by just going on and saying, "Hey, I've done the podcast. Hey, we're doing the podcast." And it's just a, a new it's a new social medium. We will be back next week uh, with conversations on Safe House, but most importantly, we will have all seen Jane the Virgin. Yes, that's what you're tuning in. Are we for doing next a, week. a special Jane the Virgin podcast? Surely, I think we need. If Gary can pay me for upgrading Spreaker by then, we should. Perhaps I, spend I, a whole well, I don't, I don't get paid till next Friday, so hold on to your hats. Okay, we're in trouble. Okay, uh, speak to you next week, folks. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.